Awesome. So I'm just going to recap quickly. And while I'm doing that, if I can get Tim and Jono to get me an extension cord and carry this table really carefully up here for me, that would be great. You've come prepared. Wow. Amazing. So this year we're focusing on Back to the Future. That's our overriding theme. And going back to our Pentecostal roots, being the church that God has designed and called us to be. Oh, oh, you're right. Hey. Being the people of his church who reveal his love to the world and are known, you can't look, <laughs> as Jesus' disciples for our love for each other. So, so far this year, we've explored who the Holy Spirit is in relation to the Trinity. Holy Spirit's role with us. And for the last month, we looked at gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that Holy Spirit, that God gives His church. That's us. So the gifts He gives are spoken, revelation, and power or faith gifts. And these are given to, can anyone remember? Each one. They're given to each one. And last week, Pastor Steve shared with us about those faith or power gifts. And can anyone remember what his like tagline was? When our faith and his grace collide. Awesome. And that's when we see the opportunity for miracles. So over the next few weeks, we are going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. So I want to have a bit of fun with this today. Is that okay with you guys? Yes? Okay. Who likes smoothies? Yeah. A few people. Jono, do you like smoothies? Oh, you can come up then. <laughs> William, do you like smoothies? Oh, you can come up too. All right. Would you guys, would you like to take this off? Oh, oh, oh. Who likes Happy Meals? <laughs> Who likes Happy Meals? Do you like Happy Meals? Yeah? Do you like Happy Meals, Jono? I'm sure you love them more than me. Oh, William loves them more. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, we are going to have a bit of an experiment. I'll just make sure this works. It's plugged in, the light's going. Look, it's a Happy Meal. It's even got a smiley face on it. That must mean that it brings us joy, eh? Yeah. All right. You guys are going to have to help me out. Can you take the lid off? Oh, you can have the, you can have the toy. <laughs> Would you like it? Aww. Would you like it? All right, you can come and grab it. Okay, so what we're going to have to do is we're going to put um, the Happy Meal in here. Do you still like Happy Meals? No. Oh, well, you said you did. So um, it's nice and fresh of two hours ago. They didn't give me chips. They gave me a hash brown. So do you want to chuck that in there? Well, maybe, maybe take it out of the paper. <laughs> no, you just... Oh, is it on? Oh, yeah, but it's not like on, on. You Look at you, <laughs> safety conscious. Mum's like, shove your hand in there, she'll be right. <laughs> uh, do you want to put the cheeseburger in there? Maybe take it out of the paper. All right, pop that in there. Okay. What about Coke? You like Coke, eh? No. No? Oh, okay. We well, have to put that in there. There you go. Pour it all in there. Oh, oh. Who's keen? Yeah. Who still likes smoothies? <laughs> okay, chuck the lid on. All right. 
You want to turn it on? Wow. How does that look? Are you keen? <laughs> All right. Do you think it's done? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. So you like Happy Meals? No. <laughs> Would you like some smoothie? No. Oh, come on. You said you like Happy Meals? Oh. Anyone else want some? Bruce, did you say yes? <laughs> All right. Oh, look at that. All right. Let's see what this is like. Oh. <laughs> Please don't throw up on stage. <laughs> Does it taste like, like a happy meal? Does it make your tummy happy? <laughs> Does it make your taste buds happy? Oh, okay. Um, well, I've got a fruit smoothie here. Would you like some of that? Yeah. All right, you can you can pour some of that into the glass there. Oh, how does that look? Hey, how does it smell? What if you smell it? <laughs> Which one smells better? Okay, how does it taste? <laughs> Refreshing. Does it taste fruity? Oh, would you like to try some of that one too? No. No? Oh, okay. You don't have to. Do you want the rest of that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. So you reckon that one would taste better? All right. Do you reckon that one would taste better? Smells better? Looks better? Awesome. Thank you, guys. You can take a seat. You can take that with you if you want, Jono. <laughs> so one was yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to finish this? No takers. Okay, okay. One was yuck. Oh, yeah, have a big drink of water. <laughs> and one was yum, right? Okay, I want you to keep this thought with you as I continue, okay? Now, this may come as a surprise to some of you, but I don't always react well to things in life. No. I know, it's so surprising. You know the times when you're driving and someone, <laughs> already people can relate. <laughs> and someone pulls out in front of you and you're like, that was not a gap. And you just give them lots of room, eh? <laughs> no one tailgates, eh? No one goes, there wasn't a gap. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. What about when someone posts something on social media that really rocks you up the wrong way? No one ever comments, eh? Like, you just, you just leave it be? Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Or if someone says that they're going to do something, they promise you something, they're gonna, they've committed to something and they let you down, does that ever get annoying? I don't know about you, but sometimes if that happens to me, my immediate reaction is, disappointment, accusing them being unreliable or lazy, and not actually thinking about the fact that something else might have been happening. <laughs> what about times when you are tired, worn out, and you know that you need to go for a walk, you need to get some exercise, but instead, if you're like me, you turn on Netflix and open a bag of chips. Anyone else? 
Yep. Did I hear a no? <laughs> yes. There was one time, and I'm not sure if I've told this story before, but I had made a fort in my lounge when I was a kid, not like last week, okay? When I was a kid, <laughs> I made a fort in my lounge out of this couch and cushions and stuff, and I'm claustrophobic, and my sister blocked the doorway. Now, the logical thing to do when I freaked out would be to like just whip the cushions and blankets off, right? Instead, I kicked her in the face because <laughs> she was in the doorway. <laughs> not a great reaction. So the Bible's made up of two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And in the New Testament, there's a book called Galatians. And Galatians is a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Galatia while he was in prison. And in chapter 5 of Galatians, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And the passage where this is found is titled, Life by the Spirit. How often do we live by our own wants and feelings and not by the Spirit? This passage is really important to us in the, in, as Christians, in the life of Christians. It's keys to living life in the Spirit and not just our own reactions to people and circumstances and life's challenges. Paul starts off in verse 13 by saying, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Living by the Spirit in step with God's Spirit brings freedom to our lives. It's how we were designed and created to be. So we're going to start off with our scripture in Genesis. So if you've got your Bible, we're going to start in Genesis 1. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So if God produces Holy Spirit fruit, then we are designed to produce Holy Spirit fruit. Does anyone find it easy to produce Holy Spirit fruit? Like we just gave some examples before of reactions, right? My initial reaction to a lot of stuff, would you say that is fruit of the Spirit? No. So what happened? Sin entered humanity through Adam when Adam and Eve ate the fruit God had forbidden them to eat. Genesis 2, 7 to 9. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then down in verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And then 25, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. They felt no shame. They enjoyed time with God. Then we're going to go into chapter 3. 
starting at verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. The eyes of both of them were opened and they realised they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So that is an account of the fall, that separation from God that happened. Can you pass me a tissue, please? Not crying, just thank you. Awesome. And then we're going to go into Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 18. And it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died. From the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam brought death to many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will tri- live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because of Adam, we're born into sin. That's our sinful nature. But because of Jesus, we can live with the Holy Spirit in us and live in the way he wants us to. So there are times when we want to react to something and immediately feel shame, feel guilt, and know it wasn't the right course of action. And it can feel much easier to react to situations than to respond in a godly way. Our human nature and our spirit nature are at odds but we are designed to live by the Spirit and produce fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to watch a short video now. We got that? Cool. What kind of tree is that? Wait, I know. It's an apple tree. How can you tell? Because it's got apples on it. Apples are my favorite fruit. No, oranges. Wait, bananas. Bananas are definitely my favorite. My favorite fruit is love. Love? Love isn't a fruit. 
Sure it is. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the what? The fruit of the Spirit. In the book of Galatians, Paul writes about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, that's the fruit we can expect to see in our lives. I'm not a tree. I don't have fruit. The fruit of the Spirit doesn't grow on trees. It grows in us because of what we are. An apple tree naturally makes apples. An orange tree naturally makes oranges. And a banana tree makes... Bananas! Right. And all who follow Jesus have God's Holy Spirit living inside them. So when they choose to let God's Holy Spirit guide them, what naturally comes out is... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right. All the fruit of the Spirit. And just like you can tell an apple tree by its apples, the fruit of God's Holy Spirit lets others know that we belong to God. But without the power of God's Holy Spirit, Paul says a different fruit grows in us, the fruit of our sinful nature. That does not sound good. It isn't. That fruit is selfishness, pride, anger, envy, disobedience, greed, fighting, and anything that keeps us from getting along with each other and loving others the way God does. That fruit always makes us want more stuff because we think stuff can make us happier than God can. That fruit leaves us empty instead of full. Ew, I don't want that fruit. I want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But I get angry sometimes, and I'm not very patient. Guess I'll just have to try harder. Paul tells us trying harder won't get us anywhere. That's because our own strength only lasts a little while. But those who follow Jesus have declared that their sinful nature is dead. Now we can choose to live by the power of God's Holy Spirit instead. We can spend time with Him and pray and get to know Him, for real. And as we get to know God's Holy Spirit more... I know. The power of God's Holy Spirit will make more of the fruit of the Spirit grow in us. Like bananas! <laughs> like bananas. Who likes bananas? Yeah. Oh, bananas. <laughs> I know a couple of people who hate bananas, and if you, like, eat a banana around them, they're just about, like, dry reach. It's quite hilarious, actually. <laughs> So Galatians 5, 13 to 26 is titled Life by the Spirit. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Now I'm going to like uh, substitute some words in here because there's kids in here, okay? So just if you're like, hey, that's missing, that's why. Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, rather serve one another humbly in love for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command Love your neighbour as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious and it lists them. And the, uh, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control or self-discipline. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. 
Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So when we become Christians and accept Jesus as Lord of the life, Lord of our life, we live life by the Spirit and not by our sinful nature. We live by the power of the Holy Spirit. So going back to the smoothies, those wonderful smoothies, <laughs> one was made out of junk food and even a happy meal. And a happy meal on its own has some appeal, right? But when you do that, it tastes gross. It's not good for us. The other is made out of fruit and tasted great and has nutritional benefits for us. Sometimes there is immediate appeal in the behaviour of our sinful nature, but ultimately it's bad for us. Did you know that there are physical and psychological responses to living in each of those places, living by our sinful nature or living by our Holy Spirit nature and producing fruits of the Spirit? I did a quick Google and it makes it pretty apparent that the fruit of our sinful nature is detrimental to our well-being. So envy, envious people tend to feel hostile, resentful, angry and irritable. Such individuals are also less likely to feel grateful about their positive traits and their circumstances. Envy is also related to depression, anxiety, the development of prejudice and personal unhappiness. Pride is a poison because it has, it's the basis for disrespecting others and for creating suffering in our lives. Excessive pride is an exaggerated appreciation of oneself by devaluating others. It is often driven by poor self-worth. Selfishness or self-obsession means we are more prone to worry and mental health problems. Selfishness may make it easier for us to fall into traps like addiction. Our selfishness can mean we hurt others as we ruthlessly strive to satisfy our own needs. Self-centeredness can damage our reputation and lead to loneliness. Greed. Far too often greed comes with stress, exhaustion, anxiety, depression and despair. In addition, it can lead to maladaptive behaviours such as gambling, hoarding, trickery and even theft. Fighting or conflict. Research has shown that relationship conflict can negatively affect your health. For example, researchers at a university on ageing uh, studied more than 650 adults over a two-year period. The researchers found that stable negative social exchanges, in other words, repetitive or prolonged conflict, were significantly associated with lower self-rated health, greater functional limitations, and a higher number of health conditions. These findings impact several health factors, but one key takeaway seems to be that stress can weaken your immune system. Exposure to conflict can make you more susceptible to infectious illnesses like colds and the flu. Crazy, eh? But there's good news. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> no, it's good news. <laughs> if we live by the Spirit, live with God's Holy Spirit guiding us and leading us and produce the fruits of the Spirit, there are some amazing benefits. So for love, scientifically speaking, the brain's dopamine reward system that enacts feelings of pleasure is triggered by love. Contact with a loved one also triggers a physical response by releasing the hormone oxytocin, in turn lowering stress, reducing blood pressure, improving mood and increasing tolerance for pain. 
joy, protecting your health. Happiness lowers your risk for cardiovascular disease. That's a big word, eh? Cardiovascular. Lowers your blood pressure, enables better sleep, improves your diet, allows you to maintain a normal body weight through regular exercise and reduces stress from joy or happiness. Having patience can act as a barrier against stress. Emotional wellness also includes being optimistic, high self-esteem and self-acceptance. Having patience makes us more resilient. It helps us to hold on a little longer and persevere. This helps us work harder, achieve our goals, which in turn improves our self-confidence and our self-esteem. Kindness has been shown to increase self-esteem, empathy and compassion and improve mood. And kindness can decrease blood pressure and cortisol, a stress hormone, which directly impacts stress levels. People who give of themselves in a balanced way also tend to be healthier and live longer. And self-control, one influential 2005 experiment Students who exhibited greater self-discipline had better grades, higher test scores, and were more likely to be admitted to a competitive academic program. The study also found that when it came to academic success, self-control was, was a more important factor than IQ scores. It's crazy, eh? The benefits of self-control are not limited to academic performance. There was a long-term health study that found high levels of self-control during childhood predict predicted greater cardiovascular, respiratory and dental health in adulthood, as well as improved financial status. And that's just some of the stuff that I found. So you can see that we are created, we are designed, we are purposed by God to live life by the Spirit, to produce fruits of the Spirit. It's detrimental to us to react out of our sinful nature and out of our flesh. It's better for us. It gives us a better life. It's better for those around us when we live in a way that is led by the Holy Spirit and produces His fruits. So how do we produce the fruit of the Spirit? Paul says in Galatians, live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit. John 15 says, remain in me. God is inviting us and continually invites us to remain in Him, to spend time with Him. Spend time with God daily, getting to know Him and His character more and more and allowing Him to speak to us, to shape us, to guide us. Something I think is really important is committing our timetables and our plans and events to Him. Not just, you know, like life can bring lots of different stuff, right? There's, we can be busy with a million different things. But actually asking God, and not everything's bad. Sometimes there's a million good things that we could do. But asking God, what is it that you want me to do with my day? Reaction versus response. Checking to see how you're feeling about something. Is it a reaction to something or is it a God response? Is it your sinful nature reacting to something coming at you? Or is it godly response to that situation? Allow space for God responses and not human reactions. Something that I often do um, if I'm having trouble with someone or concerns about something is I ask God to show me how he sees that person 
And that can help me to react or respond in a way that is actually more loving and kind and shows more patience. In reality, like how often do we get mistreated by somebody and justifiably annoyed or irritated and find out that they were actually going through a really tough time? But we didn't know that. And ask yourself, am I pointing people to Jesus or away from him? Fruit of the Spirit will always point people to Jesus. There's something different in us. The way we live is like the fruit smoothie. <laughs> people want it. It's good for others and it's good for us. <laughs>